The following audio may not meet the recording standards you're used to from RPG Academy Network podcasts. Lawful and Orderly streams live on Twitch every Monday at 8pm Eastern, and this audio is pulled directly from our video. Send all complaints to michael at therpgacademy.com and join us on Mondays. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Lanarcanum, the city of magic. Built around the Everspire, the city shimmers with arcane energy. But that kind of power brings trouble, trouble that sometimes seems to spawn from thin air. And no one knows trouble better than a Lanarcanum high guard. The LAHG is comprised of several divisions, but of particular interest is the Special Visions Unit. The SVU deals with the strangest and most convoluted cases in Lanarcanum. This is one such case. Today's episode, Market for Death. Right on, everybody. Uh, yes, hello, welcome back for the first episode of Season 2 of Lawful and Orderly Special Visions Unit. Lawful and Orderly is a light-hearted police procedural, if you can believe that, uh, set in the fantasy city of Lanarcanum. We use D&D 5th edition rules to sort of give our adventures some structure, but you'll find that we relax them a bit along the way, uh, usually to move the mystery along, uh, but also because we're rocking these awesome level one characters in a world full of mystery and mayhem. And how sad would it be to have us die every episode? Uh, before we begin, uh, Clara will be playing, uh, oh, lost my notes, uh, we'll be playing Aloe Seda, a, uh, a half-orc rogue uh, who has just joined the force, although uh, she's not new to law enforcement. She is a rookie with the LAHG. Uh, and now, to the weather. People all around Lanarcanum have been sending in reports of terrifying silent lightning coming from the clouds above the city, which obscure the infinite height of the magnificent Everspire. Well, worry not, citizens. Our predictions, confirmed by a messenger from the mayor's office, is that the promised dry days will hold and rain will not be allowed in the city until after the big basket orb game tomorrow. So, what are these mysterious lights in the sky? Sources within the mayor's office say not to worry. They are merely the fascinating result of a flare-up of magical attacks high up in the Everspire. That's right, a bit of office politicking between high-powered wizards and the magistration, may they be praised. This correspondent thinks citizens have nothing to worry about. Pack a picnic and get out to enjoy the show. Just be sure to set up your picnic outside of the Everspire's designated debris zone. With that, I'm Skip Skyseeker, now Sayer 5, and that's tonight's news. And um, we see a, a well-dressed halfling step down off of a, a large podium that, that has nicely emblazoned on it the, the words, now Sayer 5, and he starts to pack it up. And uh, as he's doing that, actually, uh, Clara, Al Seda is walking mm -hmm. through the square uh, on her way into the Lanarcanum HQ, passing by uh, Skip Skyseeker, who is one of the many uh, news callers uh, out and about in the city. And uh, you're, as the rookie, you are uh, probably against your, your will, uh, carrying several sacks of food, which are the dinner orders for the other officers that are on duty tonight, including the chief. Yeah. And uh, you find yourself... Uh, Passing by Skip and uh, heading into the HQ. Okay, uh, so it's not my first day, uh, but I'm getting the lunch orders. So um, open the door, I say, uh, okay, Ilan and everyone else, I got your orders today. It's a weird, you got some weird order orders, you got some weird lunches. 
Look, it's, it's not that weird. I, I just wanted 10 links of sausage. And and Mark also just wanted 10 links of sausage. Did you make sure to go to the good... Did you go to the good Borscht stand? Because there are a lot of Borscht stands. And there's the one downtown uh, with the red roof. This is the best one. They always have the best Borscht. Did you go I to that one? Not the blue one. I just went to the closest one. Oh, man. Well, that is all right. I, I've had worse. Oh, I think the dog wants one. I believe Bart would like one of these multitude of sausage links. Okay, so uh, I'll, here you go, buddy. All right, and while while you're all uh, unpacking and beginning to enjoy your food from down the hall, you suddenly hear, Detectives! Get in here! And the chief is yes, chief. booming voice calling you into her office. All right, come on, Rook. It's, it's, it's time to meet the chief. Okay, let's see. All right, so you, you come into uh, the office of the chief, and uh, she's in a, in a little bit of a rare form today. Normally, she likes to walk around as sort of an imposing centaur figure, uh, which is both suitably uh, horrifying to the people that report to her uh, but also, you know, a good way to get around the office and get things done. Uh, she seems to be stretched pretty thin right now. She's actually uh, in the form of a tentacled sea creature that is rapidly like grabbing and shuffling and moving papers around on her desk. And mm -hmm. uh, she clearly is uh, not not having time for much of you. Says, oh, good. Officers, you're here. What? Officer Seda, is that is that the bag of fish that I asked for? Just, just, just go ahead and plop that right here on the desk. Here you go, Chief. All right, so you you dump out a pile of uh, of like half cut fish. It clearly seems to be like uh, like fish fish refuse. You didn't you didn't buy the nice stuff because she didn't give you enough money for it. <laughs> and uh, she doesn't seem to mind. She actually just settles right on top of it, and you kind of see her body <laughs> moving. Do you guys think she gets indigestion when she changes form? I would. This is, I think, the reason that we have the cafeteria and why eating at our desks was uh, discouraged. I think maybe we should talk to HR about prohibiting it. That would explain all the tiny rat bones we find around her office, though. <laughs> and the suction marks all over the desktop. <laughs> so, so yeah, you're you're having this conversation. She's kind of glaring at you, definitely hearing what you're saying. And uh, finally, finally, with like a final gulp, she uh, she sits back uh, and uh, leaps back from the desk onto the edge of her chair. There's no there's no sign whatsoever that the fish were ever there. They're just gone. And uh, and she says. Uh, I'm losing my mind with all this new paperwork. We got the new space. Everything is a mess. We got all these new recruits. <sighs> Seda, I, I know you're new here. You, you're just going to have to lean back on your training because we haven't had time to prep you. We got a case coming in, folks. And uh, she, she like waggles a tentacle back uh, behind you towards the corner of the room where uh, you didn't see that a, a tall, balding man was, who uh, you now know as Archibald the Seer uh, was waiting patiently to be called on, and uh, the chief says, "You want to, you want to show him." He says, y "Yes, I. Uh, I'm afraid this one's a bit of a doozy. I. Uh, Hi, I don't know. Oh, it's good to see you. Hello, I've, Ellen. I, I really you. wish you would call me by my full name, since you spent so long not calling me by any name. Yeah, that, that's why you get a nickname, right, Archie? Okay, I hate you all." <laughs> And, uh, oh, that is strong language. And offers <laughs> <laughs> offers out the crystal ball, and 
and the chief says uh, to all you like, all right, hands, hands in everybody. Uh, Officer Seda, I, I know you haven't been really briefed on this, but every case we, we get a vision and we don't know whether it's going to be helpful or, or not, but we know somebody's died or dying or going to die and we got to stop it. So if you just get, get your hand in here, we'll uh, You've got to put your it. hand really close onto the orb so that everyone just, can see it. So I just it's touch like, this thing? Yeah, right up yeah. here. We're, yeah, that's right. Right up here so weird. we can all... <laughs> Perfect. Yes, please. Just, there we go. Perfect. Ah, just like that. Thank you. Here weird. we go. And the, uh, the, the seer's eyes roll back in his head and uh, you, you all feel yourselves drawn from your body into the dark void and, uh, and a sort of sense of traveling through space. And uh, as, as light comes up around you and the darkness fades, you find yourself floating over a set of colorful tents and stalls at what looks like a market. Uh, you can tell from the quality of the light that it's, it's dusk, but you don't actually see the sun going down. Uh, and the stalls are in shadow because it, it looks like you're actually in the shadow of the Everspire. So you wouldn't be able to see the sun anyway. Uh, you can see below you as you move across the uh, the area that a few shopkeepers are packing up and it looks like their trading is done for the day. Uh, but you feel yourself drawn across the market towards the back of the lot where there is a sturdy but very weathered looking one-story building with a somewhat like moss-covered sign on the outside that says main office. And you feel yourself pulled in through the front door into uh, what feels like a sudden commotion. It was very quiet outside, but in here there's a crowd of people uh, all crowded around a desk uh, with a large human male seated behind it. Uh, and the desk the desk looks very nice compared to what you've seen so far. It's got this like really out of place marble top with like gold inlay. And uh, the man is dressed in very expensive clothing and he's twirling in his hands what looks like a, a golden letter opener. And uh, the folks around him are shouting like, that's the third time this week. I can't afford to lose my stocks. Just pay for the damn shielding. The man slowly puts down the letter opener and stands up to his full height and, and raises his hands like, okay, and everybody quiets down. And he says, now, now, I know that some of you have been inconvenienced by the recent excitement happening in the tower, and I'm sympathetic, believe me. I would be happy to have Ichabod here extend the protective barrier to cover all of your stalls and tents, but I simply cannot in good conscience absorb the entire fee. He, he gestures over to, uh, you see a nervous human wizard, kind of a, a, a thin man who uh, tries to look calm, but is like adjusting his robes nervously and, and eyeing the crowd. And uh, the room like suddenly erupts in noise. They're not having this. So you, you hear like, we already can't afford your so-called upkeep fees. You're bleeding us dry. You're going to get us all killed. Uh, and he, he doesn't look impressed by this. Uh, but suddenly there's a shout from outside that kind of uh, gets everyone's attention. And uh, your vision turns out the window where you see people running and bits of flaming debris are starting to hit the ground. And uh, the crowd inside sort of gasps and they all start crowding out of the office. And the large man stands up and looks over at Ichabod wide-eyed and Ichabod uh, gives him the same kind of look back but nods and uh, leaves with the crowd as they're all sort of pushing their way out. And the, the large man looks around and kind of in disbelief like pulls a drawer out of his desk and begins like sweeping all the valuables on top of the desk into it. And uh, as, as he's doing this, like there are sort of cracks swarming in the wall. There's a lot of noises and crashing from outside. 
And uh, finally, he uh, he hears a very large boom and and kind of gets the idea that maybe he shouldn't be there and leaps uh, over his desk with with his stuff and starts to sprint to the door. But just before he reaches the door, he suddenly stops and, and bounces back as though he's hit a wall. And uh, he drops the drawer and, and like all of his valuables scatter. And he, as he regains his composure, he, he grabs his nose and it's, it's bleeding. It's like as though he's, he's run headfirst into a, a wall. And uh, around him, the room is actually starting to collapse. Flame is starting to lick up around the windows. And uh, he starts for the door again and, and realizes that there is something in his way. And sort of in a panic, he's pressing against it. He says, what? what? You damn fool wizard! And as as he's shouting this, the uh, the ceiling begins to collapse and and crushes the room in burning wood and stone and rubble. And with that, the vision goes dark. And you you find yourself back in your body. You uh, you're back in the chief's office, and uh, the the chief brings her tentacle away from the uh, the vision stone, and says, "Ah, oh, geez, Archie, you weren't kidding about that. Oh God, not you too." Just call me Archibald, please. And uh, well, the, uh, so it's a real shame we don't have Aaron today. If 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 it was some sort of pantomime-related disaster, he was pretending to be stuck behind some sort of wall. I do not believe that this victim was a headly mime training. I think it was uh, perhaps a a magical invisible so like a spell barrier. that made him think he was a mime. Um, um, nothing is outside the realm of possibility. But uh, you know, when you hear hoofsteps. Horse, not a zebra, and all that. So, so Archie, how how many mime spellcasters does the city have? No, wait, no, I do not think this is the productive line of questioning. Oh God, <laughs> may I please be dismissed? The Thank chief, you very much for your time, the, Archibald. The chief waves two different tentacles. Says, uh, "Yeah, Archibald, you can see go." Arch. And uh, yeah, he he sort of like mysteriously glides out of the room. No apparent steps. We'd love to know how he does that. It's very impressive. Yeah, the man case? knows how to make an exit. <laughs> and uh, the the chief like leans, uh, puts puts some tentacles down on the desk and leans forward. And says, "Listen, detectives, that's the shadow market downtown. I shop there all the time. If something ha- is happening or happened or is is going to happen, you got to get to the bottom of it. That man was was Hobarth Hogbottom. He owns that market and several others around town. He's a he's a real jerk. But you know, if he's not here to." To run these places, well, the, the economy could be in trouble. So get out there and see what you got. Got it, Chief. Very good, Chief. Okay. Yeah, uh, dis- dismissed. You got to do this Elo. You may not have the Elo. They might have introduced it, but it's, yeah, like this, and then perfect. Yep. Excellent. Good form. Okay. Uh, so uh, at, at my previous job, we would always question the people who had a financial means. It was always about money and that, that. Uh, might be the same way here. Be wonder. wonder really who pays the mimes in this town. That'd be a really good question. We should start in the arts district. Well, I think maybe if we start uh, at the shadow market uh, and follow the trail, if it leads us to the arts district, the trail of mimes. All the better. That's <laughs> good. Find okay. It. I'll tell you what, Ellen, if we find a trail of mines, I definitely think we should follow that. Let's, oh. let, we should go to the bankers and the uh, alchemists and the goldsmiths. Yeah, oh. The ones in the, the, ones yeah. in the shadow market? It, yeah. Or just yeah. in general? It, in general. Just, oh. Just, just hit as I'll many tell you what, people as possible. These are both good plans, and mm. we're going to call them plan B and the plan C. 
And Bark, I know you're about to contribute, and I uh, it's good. Plan D for plan D, D for dog. Hold on to it. First, let's go check on the shadow market, and and then we'll evolve our plan organically into whichever you know best fits the situation. Is that okay, I'm on? just a rookie here. Just a rookie yeah, no, it's here. all right. You know, it's there's no all such right. thing as a bad idea in this stage of investigation. We're all just uh, throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what uh, uh, turns to plaster and helps hold the place together. That's how they made the kitchen. I wondered. It looked like there was an explosion <laughs> right? in there. It looks like a wallpaper. I believe it is yeah. pasta. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so. All right, yes. so y'all want to head for the shadow market? Yeah, we I would love to do that. Okay, yeah. So you uh, you leave the uh, the new station and uh, you hail a, a cab which pulls up on the nice new cobblestone. It, it hasn't had time to uh, decay because it's God. fresh from being slagged and rebuilt. Is it still really like that really smooth, dark black? It hasn't like mm -hmm. been faded by the sun or cracked or anything. Yeah, so no like cracks or anything. Yeah, a, an uncracked black cobblestone. Perfect. Has that new cobblestone smell? And, oh, I don't uh, like that smell, but man, it's so it's just so smooth and appealing to look at. You, uh, yeah. So you you all load in the the cab and uh, you tell the driver that you're headed to the shadow market, and uh, they're they're pretty chatty actually. There's like, uh, oh, uh, shadow market, yeah, that's uh, that's out in the designated debris zone. Oh, really? That's yeah, y'all, you sure you want to go down there at the time of night? I mean. Lights are awful pretty if you look up, but uh, you you might catch something else if you know what I mean. Like I'm very unclear. No, I don't what think. What kind that... of debris is this? Construction area or? Oh well, who knows really what they do up there on the Everspire? But hey, my okay. money's on uh, somebody inside is blowing it up. If you know what I mean. No, we we got all kinds of stuff raining down. And actually, as uh, as he's speculating, you you pull up to see uh, street guards uh, have blocked the street, and they 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 wave him down, and uh, he uh, he sort of like swivels his uh, his little window in the carriage, and uh, yeah, the, the street guards say, ah, sorry, my man, it's uh, it's closed from here on out. We uh, we had a debris fall from the tower, and uh, oh, wait a minute, is that you you high guard in there? Yeah, hi. Yes, uh, Officer Mikhail yeah, Pavlovitskyevich. Really, really dirty. They're also very high in the cart. Uh, yes, we are officers of the high guard, and we are coming to the crime scene. If you can let our, our friend with the with the uh, handsome cab through, that would be very convenient. Thank you. Oh, the uh, the, the crime scene. Yeah, you mean the uh, disaster area. Well, the, I the I hope you brought your yeah. I hope hope you brought your boots and gloves. We're we're gonna need some hands in here. Well, and, always uh, there in time. Oh waves waves you on through oh, and no. uh yeah so the the cabbie is now looking pretty unhappy and uh as as you round a corner you can actually see the uh the sky is kind of lit up orange there's a lot of smoke rising uh over a uh what should be the shadow market you can still see the sign it says you know welcome to shadow market uh but inside where all of the stalls and tents should be uh there's just mayhem and uh, the the cabbie looks really nervous, and uh, it's like, okay, guys, I uh, look, I feel really uncomfortable being here right now. I uh, I don't know what's going on, but uh, can you could you just you know go? Well, yes, we will. Uh, I mean, just thank you very much for the ride, and you know, you you track your mileage and submit it to the uh, high guard uh, post office box. Yeah, and of, uh, of course, right? Yes, but he, thank you very much. 
Drive safely. Bye. It's nice meeting you. What was he so scared about? Kind of, I don't know. The, yeah, and he, he, he the dude was weird. He whips the, he whips the horses he wants out of there because he's, he is spooked by what he has seen. So, uh, yeah, you find yourselves uh, standing in front of what used to be the shadow market, and uh, you can tell like there, there are clear spaces where lots of stalls and tents were, and actually. Some of them are pretty well intact, but some of them are covered under stone and uh, and wood and just sort of random pieces of debris. Uh, some of which is still sort of sparking with magical energy. There's like some some green flame that folks are trying to put out uh, and having a hard time. There's uh, there's some like chunks of rocks that are sort of like crackling with magical energy. And uh, for the most part, actually, you see the street guard have have posted up to stop people from coming in, but they're not really helping the people inside. And uh, so you see what appear to be the shopkeepers uh, basically trying to rescue whatever they can, and in some cases trying to pull one another from the debris. Oh, uh, Mikhail! Mikhail steps in uh, uh, to uh, help to help uh, move people out of the debris. Uh, he's got William. Oh no, he doesn't have William Club. Oh no, it's oh, burned it was, to it ash. Was in the office. Uh, he has, he has he some reaches, sort of standard issue club that he's nicknamed yeah, Bill. Yeah, he reaches for William Club, and there's it's not it's not there. The sheath is gone too. Uh, so there's a, a smaller, duller uh, uh, club on his belt, um, uh, uh, and uh, he it has no it has no name. And he tries to use it as a lever, but it, it just bends and it's like crackling like it's going to snap. So he just, he puts it away and then tries to help move rocks and, and help people out from under the debris. Oh, sad, yeah, sad club. Leverage, yeah. Sad club is sad. Rescue dog. All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's let's get some rolls on the table for this. Um, this is this is basically going to be some, some physical strength that uh, Mikhail needs to do. He's he's lifting things out. Unless you want to try to intimidate the rubble. <laughs> You're beyond mute. Yes, if only if only I could intimidate the rubble. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Can I? Um, could I possibly uh, use just a general magical power to like? Could I? Could I maybe just use some general magic to help move rocks and use my use my arcana and strength? Or is, what's what's the what's the name of that spell? There, my man? <laughs> the, name of that, the name of that spell is uh, um, Player Wish for Milmit. No, I don't have that at all. Okay, so I guess I guess it'll be athletics, which I am also trained in. So nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, um, twenty total. That's seventeen with a plus three. That's very good. So yeah, Mikhail runs in uh, to the first stall that he sees where. Uh, there's what looks to be uh, a halfling family uh, trying to uh, rescue one of their their member, but also packing baskets full of exotic fruits. And uh, Mikhail pulls pulls the, uh, the the male of the family out of the fire where he was actually not stuck. He was he was just trying to get some some of the extra special stuff from the back. And uh, so he he turns around kind of grumpy like. Uh, what what are you what are you doing? I'm gonna I'm gonna lose the ship. No, no amount of exotic fruits is worth your life or the life or the lives of your family. Uh, I assure you, there will always be more fruits. There may not be any more use. 
Oh, what are you talking about? This is the life of my family, and he tries to to dive back in. No, I, I assume that Mikhail holds him off. <laughs> I do hold him off. He may not re-enter a burning tent to get fruit. All right, and uh, so mean, meanwhile, um, Illin and Bark are uh, looking for people. What are what are y'all up to? Yeah, I, I think uh, Illin and Bark are are using Bark's uh, incredibly keen sense of smell to try to locate people stuck inside of of. Uh, underneath rubble or within tents who uh, may be stuck and alone that, that, that others have missed. And uh, since since we are uh, former park rangers, we, of course, will also rescue uh, animals or uh, small flightless birds or, um, you know, incredibly large dire insects that might have been unfortunately trapped underneath rubble. <laughs> Whatever living creatures we can smell up and then uh, carefully hustle out of, of All right. danger. Let's let's have. Uh, are you in, investigating for them or per- perceiving for them? I, I think it's I'm got a survivaling roll. for them using tracking. I'll take it. Yeah, let's oh. see. Let's see what that survival roll looks like. But, but survival's the skill you use for tracking. Just. I tried to game the system. Oh it did not work. well, uh, mine didn't work great. I got eight on the die plus four is twelve. Uh, oh, 12. Okay, so with a, with a 12, Bark is uh, sniffling very intently and um, kind of kind of jagging one way and then another. It's difficult because it's a, it's a market. There are people there all the time. There's lots of interesting smells. And uh, Bark actually dives under the side of a tent that doesn't appear to be in any distress. It's, it's kind of fine. And uh, you hear from inside uh, a man's voice go, Hey, get out of here. What are you doing? Yeah, get out of my meats. Bark, remember. Bark. Victims, not Vienna sausages. That's that's not for rescuing. That's for eating later. So, so, sorry, sir. Uh, High guard, of official business. Um, we're looking for our survivals, survivors that that are rather meat tasting. High guard, you idiots. Well, if you if you want to help somebody, go go back to the office. That's everything. It's crushed. It's a disaster. Oh no. Okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll do that. Thanks. Thank you. It's nice to see you again. Uh, I guess. Oh, oh. Sorry. Sorry for the meat shop. Uh, oh. All right. So, uh, Clara, is there anything that you would like for Allo to be doing while these uh, rescues are happening? Using uh, the agility to move people out of the way of like falling rocks or anything like that, and uh, help, yeah, getting people to a safe space as fast as possible. Uh, yeah. So uh, let's see. Let's. Yeah. Are you just gonna bodily move yeah. them if they don't want to go? Uh. Yeah. Well, I don't have time to persuade them. Right. All right. So yeah. Let's take. Let's take an agility roll. Uh, an agi- let's do an agility check. Okay. Uh. So it's a twenty-sided die, right? Yeah. All right. Sorry. And uh. All right. So uh. I got three. Three, and then what is your what is your modifier for agility? Uh, what do you mean, my modifier? In your, uh, your, in, in your skills section, there'll be uh, acrobatics, and that's uh, plus four for you. So you take Ooh. the three you rolled in the die, and you add four, and you get still really bad. Yeah, seven's not ideal. I'd say, say absolutely nothing. <laughs> so seven. Okay. We're checking okay. it out. So okay. So with a yeah, mm-hmm. with a, a seven, uh, okay. Aloe s- springs into action. She uh, she sees a a like pile of wooden debris coming down, and uh, it seems like it's really far away. I mean, it's like thirty feet away, 
and it's it's headed towards a tent uh, where you just you can't see the person inside, but you see just articles of clothing being chucked out of the the door of the tent, and uh, she's she's making leaps, and it looks like she's not going to make it. And uh, mm-hmm. in fact, Aloe like tuck, tucks and rolls her way in and, and gets ready to grab a person who is actually on her way out, and you both collide uh, mm-hmm. at the doorway. Uh, but with with all of the weight of the stuff that she's carrying, you you sort of both teeter out of the door just as a big chunk of uh, flaming wood lands on the tent and uh, would have crushed you both. So everyone's uh, okay. Is, is that uh, two failures and one success on the scales of justice? Did I, call, uh, did I count that right? Yeah, let's let's call it that. Yeah, it's rough, rough stuff, guys. Uh, so. Yeah, so there's there's mayhem, but it's it's starting to clear up. Like that that piece of debris uh, seemed to be the last thing falling from the tower, and everyone is uh, like f- finishing putting out flames. You see uh, the skinny wizard that you saw earlier, uh, along with another uh, sort of like casting dispel magic to put down the green flame that was uh, withstanding normal efforts. And you kind of see the 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 whole of the market as a community. Like basically getting it done. So they're uh, they've they've put out the fires. They've they've rescued pretty much everybody that they think they can rescue. Uh, there's some wounded, uh, but they're patching each other up. And uh, the the one place you can see that they're avoiding is the office in the back, or what what's left of that one story building that you saw in the vision. Mm, the very place we need to go. But I think that uh, one of us should uh, speak with um, this thin man, Ichabod. Uh, has anybody at least. seen him? Oh, he's right there. The, the skinny wizard putting out flames. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can kind of see him. Yeah. yeah. If you stand, if you jump, like, I can... If you come over here, you can see between this, this person's legs and the right oh, yeah. here. This is why yeah. I'm looking right here, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, perhaps uh, some of us should go talk to this person and others of us... Uh, should go and investigate the the collapsed building. Ooh, I, I can go get the building. <laughs> there, oh, there, there might be sausages or or dire insects in need of help. Uh, perfect. That sounds okay. great. Uh, and Alo, if you'll come with me, we will go and speak to uh, this uh, magician Ichabod and find sure out uh, what he knows. All right. All right. So as uh, yeah, as Ilan and Bark uh, trot away, we follow Mikhail and Allo as uh, they come upon uh, Ichabod. And, and actually, there's a pair of wizards there. They're, they're wearing not quite identical robes. There's there's like a color difference, but they both kind of like the houndstooth pattern. And uh, they're they're just finishing up uh, healing someone's leg uh, as they they like stand up and hop away. And like thanks. Uh, and uh, they look at each other and, and look back at uh, at their tent, and it's it's all kind of chaos. And they're they're not really paying attention to you as you walk up. Uh, do I recognize one of them as Ichabod, or are they both? Are they like pretty similar looking? They're pretty similar looking, but one of them has darker hair, and you recognize that as Ichabod. Okay. Uh, pardon me. I don't realize this is a very busy time, but could I have just a moment of your time, uh, Mikhail Pavlovitskyevich of the High Guard? What? Oh, That's my bad. Oh God, are are you here to help get people out? Uh, well, yes, we have done some of that, but uh, we actually have a few questions for you. Uh, now it seems like, uh, well, perhaps not an opportune time. Uh, we're doing it now anyway. So what? questions. Well, yes. All right. What what can I do to help, officers? 
Uh, well, uh, this is uh, Officer Sida, and I said I'm Officer Pavlovitskivich, and we have some questions for you about uh, a, a rather large gentleman uh, who you have been working with previously. Uh, His name, I believe, was Hog Hogbottom. Oh God, yeah, Mr. Hogbottom, and he looks he looks back at the the destroyed. Uh, main office and kind of shakes his head it's like there is not there was nothing i could do yes uh that is a shame we will be investigating uh, to see that to ensure that uh to to determine his his uh uh, status but uh oh i'm i'm pretty sure that he's dead Oh, that's interesting to note. Uh, yeah, no, nobody ever yeah. saw him come out after the the rubble started Pretty falling. Sure and... He's dead. Now, um, it's an interesting way that you said that. Uh, what kind of magic do you specialize in, uh, Ichabod? Uh, me, I, I mostly specialize in, uh, you know, healing magics and mm, uh, and protection mm. spells. Yes. Uh, so abjuration. Uh, that's sort of the, the whole school of. Uh, oh, I of, see. You're. Uh, you're. You've studied. Well, I, I'm not in. The, I'm not a a wizard per se. I don't have uh, academic training, but yes, I do know. I dabble. Let's say I dabble. Okay. Great. Uh, great. Uh, yes. So that is good to know as well. Abjuration. Right in my book. Uh, and uh, this uh, your friend here in the very similar. Um, Oh, if Shannon were here, I'm sure she would know a nice way to say ugly robe. Wow. Um, what uh, what uh, is he a wizard as well? And uh, he's he's been watching this whole time, so he just says, "Yes, hello, I'm Vicente. Ichabod and I are partners. Our tent over there that's burned to the ground is our our magical mm. items shop. We're oh. going to have to start all over." I am very sorry to hear that. Uh, I'm sure you have insurance. Yes, they will at least help to recover. Ha! Ha! Actually, he and he and Ichabod look at each other. <laughs> oh! Ah. Well, there's Hog, Hogbottom doesn't allow any outside insurers. If uh, if there's anyone to collect policy from it, it would be Mr. Hogbottom. And well, you see where he is. Well, we haven't seen what he is yet, but uh, it's interesting that you keep assuring us that he is dead. Uh, and well, when, they... when the when the debris started falling, we a bunch of us were inside the office, and oh, we all ran out to try and collect our stuff and and get out of here before anything bad happened. But it all came down, and it was hell. You could see what happened. I mean, look at the office. I never oh, no. saw him come out, and I, I think he's he must still be in there. Uh, yes, well, we are going to determine that separately. Uh, Vicente, if I might ask you a quick question, and then I'm going to turn it over to my partner. Uh, Vicente, sure. what is your magical specialty, if you don't mind my asking? Your friend Ikabad here, uh, 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 necromancy, uh, healing variety, and Sorry, abjuration. Necromancy? Are you not familiar? You, I thought you were academic training. Um, the majority of, of recovery and rejuvenation spells fall under the ne- school of necromancy. You know, you must have read different in my day. books from me. That's that's no, yeah. that's really messed up stuff. Uh, yeah, see, when I learned, it was uh, I think they updated uh, the systems of magic. I learned in the, the the third and a half system of magic when all those all those conju- all those sorts of spells were uh, considered necromantic. But at any rate, Avicenti, can I ask you again? Yeah, he, uh, what's uh, yes? 
What's uh, Ichabod and I do do the same kind of magic. Ah, we're perfect. We're mostly self-taught. This this is our first business venture, and well, we we really wanted it to work well. We things were well, going well too. I just uh, where are we going to collect all those herbs again? I'm sure you could hire out to some uh, scantily clad. Uh, unarmed folks uh, at the edges of the woods. <laughs> and he and Ichabod look at each other and laugh again. <laughs> oh. uh, but yes, we're, now we're, I we're broke, officer. We're ruined. Oh, that's very unfortunate. Uh, perhaps a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo or some such. Uh, but in the meantime, <laughs> allow me to introduce uh, again, Officer Seda. Seda? And uh, officer, uh, I have passed the torch to you if you have questions for these two gentlemen who are, of course, obliged to answer at the moment. I mm, uh, just have a few questions. So uh, the last time you saw uh, the, the wizard, uh, what did you discuss? And uh, yeah, just, just describe the last time you saw him. I believe uh, she is referring to uh, Mr. Hogbottom. Mr. Hogbottom. Oh, uh, and Ichabod says, oh, sure. Well, uh, a lot of folks were in his office to complain about the, the debris and uh, they, they wanted more protection for the market. He, uh, he, uh, and he, he looks over at Vicente and he's like, Vicente, maybe, maybe you could go see if there's anything left in the tent. I've, I've got this from, from here. And Vicente kind of looks, looks wistfully at the tent and uh, and sighs and uh, begins to walk off. And uh, with that, Ichabod, Ichabod watches until he's about out of your shot and leans into the office. Mm -hmm. Look, Hog, Hogbottom was telling everyone that I was going to cast a spell to pr protect everyone from the falling debris. And uh, mm -hmm. it was it was a scam. There's there's no way I could have cast a spell big enough to, to protect everybody. At, at best, I... I could have saved a few people here and there, and when it all started coming down, that's that's what I tried to do. But I, I don't think that guy was a, a huge jerk. And if we had mm. known that before we signed up to to sell here, we we never would have done it. But he's got all of our deposits, or, or did did have? Oh God, mm. well, I don't think we're the only ones ruined here tonight. Hmm. Okay. Very interesting. Um. What was the uh, financial relationship? So uh, he, you didn't have insurance, but uh, he had your deposits. Oh, yeah. sure. We, we had insurance. I mean, Mr. Hogbottom mm -hmm. has a standard deal with, with everybody. Uh, he owns your stall. You can be there for certain hours. If you leave anything in there beyond certain days, he can seize it as property. Uh, you know, I, I could go on and on, but uh, the bottom line is, and without him here to process any claims, well, there's there's no insurance for us. Okay. Uh, I mean, the nice thing was he. I mean, he kept the place relatively clean and and free from vagabonds. But uh, it's, you could call him a, a slumlord of a market operator. Uh, oh. he, I mean, it's it's not nice to speak ill of the dead, but I will. <laughs> okay, so you're very sure that he's dead. Um, just one more one one last question. Um. Are you and your partner the only wizards here? Oh, besides Mr. Hogbottom. Are there any other wizards that have the shops here? Uh, well, we're, we're the only ones operating an actual magic shop as, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the, uh, the, there is a, a spice shop that, you know, some of those in a pinch could be uh, turned to magical uses. Uh, there's, uh, there's 
Blue, Blue Apron and, and her husband uh, Svengard over uh, in the exotic fruits tent. Uh, the, you know, some of those are pretty, pretty, pretty cool too. But you know, I don't, I don't know what you're gonna get out of them magically, except uh, maybe a little light show. Okay, uh, that's all the questions I have as a rookie. All right, no, you did well. I should say that. Um, yeah, but uh, I think I think uh, Mr. Ikabada, it's very good to talk to you. Thank you for cooperating. Uh, standard line: Do not leave town. Um, do not allow your partner to leave town. And uh, I wish both of you the best. And hopefully, we'll not have to return and arrest you for uh, some manner of violent crime. So uh, have a good day and good luck with uh, your your collapsed business. Um, I thank you. I, I guess officers. All right, so uh, with that, we will leave them and join uh, Ilan and Bark, who simultaneously are uh, checking checking out the... Bark, no, not the food, the rubble! Ruff, ruff. <laughs> so yeah, despite uh, Bark pulling towards the uh, the interesting tent, it's full of interesting food, uh, you make your way back to the main office, and uh, you can see it's it, it looks pretty destroyed. Um, the, the fires are out, but uh, there's there's still some like charcoal and, and debris smoking, and uh, where where the door should be, you definitely see sort of a smattering of these trinkets that uh, that in the vision you saw Hogbottom trying to pile into his drawer and take away. Uh, you can see like like the letter opener is kind of crushed underneath the rock and and bent up into pieces, and you can see like uh, there's there's a wrist sundial that uh, has has been smashed and is now cracked and missing the sundial piece, so it's useless. <laughs> Um, but um, among among the rubble sundial piece (laughs) yeah no it's no good uh but uh, among the rubble uh there there is a human woman who uh doesn't actually look that that you know dirty as though she's been uh she's she doesn't look like she's been through the horror but she's rapidly getting dirty as you see her like lift trying to lift moving rocks and saying father father oh Oh, are 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 you are you here to help? Uh, are, are, are what? You, just, are, you wouldn't be a uh, young Hogbottom, would you? Who is that? Oreos? Is that you? Uh, no, no, no. That's, I mean, that's a pretty good guess. I, I could go by Oreos if you want, but but my name's Ellen. Hi. What? Uh, oh my God! Come come here, help help me. I think I think I know where Father is, but I oh. I can't get through the. Oh yeah yeah. Come on, bark. <laughs> okay, so so uh, one two three lift. Is that what we're doing? Sure. Well, oh my God! What is this dog? Wait a minute! You're not. Or okay, uh, whatever. Just, just help me get this off of him. Okay. And uh, yeah, so she she works with you to team lift, and uh, you move a, a beam aside, not not very far, but just enough that you can now see in through a, a crack, and uh, you you can see Hobarth Hogbottom, uh, or at least what's left of him. And uh, part part of him is still buried under rubble, but you you can see his head, and there's there's pretty clear destruction that he's uh, that he's dead. <laughs> Ilan, does Ilan poke at the head? But, you know, just with a stick, a little, just but until it's it's obvious. Oh my God, Father! Off. What are what are you doing? Don't. I'm I'm sorry. This is standard police procedure. Poke. Police procedure. Help! Help him! Oh oh! I'm I'm I mean. I, I just have to determine if he's dead before we decide to help him or embalm him. What? Okay, it's, I mean, kind of dead. No, for, father. For and she she tries to pull you out of the way to uh, oh. to, to get into lift. And she's she she grabs sort of his outstretched hand and is yanking. She's clearly not thinking straight. Oh, 
Well, uh, Ellen's good for that. Like, okay, one, two, three, pull! Ah! And she'll, like, <laughs> like grab onto her waist and help. It's a team effort. <laughs> All right, uh, give me give me a team effort roll. Uh, what, is, what is that going to be? Effort, uh, sounds like strength to me. Hey, 14 plus zero is 14. 14. All right, so you, uh, you both work at this for a little longer than you should. <laughs> And you you hear kind of a, a snap, but uh, so maybe if, if if like you, we use you as a lever, and no no wait what what if Bark drags and oh no oh what what was that sound? Yeah, so it, it is yeah it's a success, uh, and in the in the sudden freedom of motion, you you all sort of fall back on top of one another, uh, with with uh, her on top, and then the half sort of like the the front half of Hogwarts torso has now been pulled out of the the wreckage, and uh, she can tell that he. <sighs> He is dead, and now she's just kind of cradling him, like no, no. Oh, I'm I'm very sorry for your loss. Now, um, do, do you have any reason to wanted to have killed your father? Uh, oh my! Oh my God! Wh wh what? To kill, Daddy? Well, you were <laughs> at the scene of the death of at the time when we found the body. I. That, hmm. What? Mark, I... Mark, a little help here. Rolf, Rolf. That's, that's a good idea. Okay, okay. Um, um, do you know anyone else who would want to see your father murdered? Oh, well. Geez, most of the people he's ever done business with. Daddy was a real hard ass. And, and She's so... kind of caressing his face. Oh, I guess. I guess it's very his, sad. Bass was hard at one point. Okay. Um, now, uh,. All right, so so uh, I, I assume he, he at one point had most of his torso. When was the last time you saw him not crushed? What? Oh, God, it was this afternoon. I, he told me about his, his plan to get people to pay for the protection shield that was going to protect the market from the falling debris. Uh, That'd be cool. Well, it, it would be cool if it was real. He's paying Ichabod, that, that self-taught hack. To pretend that he could do a, a magical shield, but that's, that's 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 crummy. Why would he do that? Because he's never satisfied. It's it's never enough. Oh, oh. Daddy, why were you so stupid? I'm sorry, let me. There, there. And Ellen puts a, a gentle hand on this this lady's uh, shoulder. Um, she kind of she kind of sobs in response to to real human emotion. <laughs> Well, real, real humanoid emotion. Yeah, close enough. All right. Uh, so uh, Ellen has no reason to suspect her right now. So, so uh, she'll just leave uh, her on the list of suspects, and then uh, continue on with with some some really. Uh, Ellen will look for the invisible wall for a little while 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 this lady sobs, and then I assume uh, Ellen does not find the invisible wall. No, it is not there. Okay. Uh, then Ellen will look for signs of where it was. Hmm. So yeah. Uh, let's let's get a perception or investigate check for that. Uh, right. Uh, they're both terrible. I take perception. Hey, eight plus two is ten. Well, guess what? It was a really low DC. So you got it. Uh, yeah. So you can you can very clearly see kind of through past the the body through the hole that there there is a line of dust and debris. You have to move your father's hips out of my way. So, oh my God! What are you? And uh, and there there is just sort of a, a an arc in the floor that's in in the shape. It sort of describes what would have been a larger sphere where like dust and debris sort of gathered, um, 
and and you can see that sort of piled slightly higher. A sphere, you say? Not not a wall so much. Yeah, you see, and, and it's sort of arcing away, so it looks like if there was a center of the sphere, it would have been on the outside of the door. Interesting. Okay. All right. So uh, from this, Ilan has concluded that the mime, the master mime, was hiding behind that door at the time of the murder. Uh, Ilan will I'll... check behind the door to see if there's a mime back there. Uh, okay. Uh, Ilan uh, grabs the door and and rips it open and uh, finds the ground underneath it because the door has fallen out of its frame and oh. is laying against the ground. Oh. And uh, close the door again. Uh. <laughs> and yeah, actually, as as we close the door, uh, we cut to another door closing, and uh, we see uh, in in a different time, an earlier time. Uh, Aloe walking out of the uh, the chief's office, what we know as the chief's office, and kind of kind of lets out a sigh to herself uh, after being interviewed. And uh, a, a a bright, uh, helpful intern uh, says, uh, "So, uh, how how did it go? How did you find the chief?" Uh, she was fine. Really weird. Uh, likes fish. I know that now. Oh yeah, she uh, she can be like that, but uh, you know, I all of us took the uh, the liberty of kind of reading your file. It sounds like you've had an exciting past. Yeah, yeah I don't really like to talk about it, but um. Oh sure, must. sure. Sorry, it's just uh, and believe me, we we won't hold any of that against you here. It's uh, it's just we're all very interested uh, in uh, in what it'll be like when you're around. Yeah, um, me too. Um, you know, I love police work. I love my job. Uh, so I'm just going to focus on that. And uh, please don't try to get close to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, so can you tell me where the scales of justice are right now, Scott? Yeah, they are three successes to two failures. Okay. And, and she okay. says, uh, well, I look forward to maintaining a respectful professional distance from you. And uh, we, <laughs> we all can't wait to see what you do. And, uh, and with that, she, she's sort of like... This is, disappears from the room and uh, says you can see yourself out. Thanks for listening to Lawful and Orderly Special Visions Unit. Join our detectives again next time for the thrilling conclusion of Market for Death. Visit us at dndsvu.rpg.academy Our whole crew can be found on Twitter. Scott is at G-E-O-W-T-F Jeffrey is at A-T-L underscore Spielberg Clara is at A-L-O underscore S-E-D-A-1. Marty is at Schmarty. And Andrew J. Young is at That1GM. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review. Or tell a friend about the show. Thanks.